Does God accept some people but not others? Are only certain people from certain backgrounds welcomed by God? Or can anybody say with confidence, I am welcomed and accepted by God? Now, in the earliest days of the church, the apostles held a narrow view of who could enter the kingdom of God. Sadly, today's church also has preconceived ideas about who is and who isn't acceptable to God. Honestly, if I believe some of the comments I receive, I'd question whether God welcomes me. Today, we're going to look at what the Bible says about all of this, and we're going to learn two keys to unlocking the joy of acceptance. Welcome to Believe and Speak. I'm Shauna Marie Bryant, and I post new videos every Sunday and Wednesday. I invite you to subscribe and click the bell notification. Every Wednesday, I read a little bit of scripture, and I pull a truth, a declaration that I invite you to believe and speak with me to empower your tongue with truth. Now, today I'm going to read just a couple of verses out of Acts chapter 10. It's in the context of a bigger story that I'll get to in a little bit. But right here, Peter, who is at the home of a Gentile named Cornelius, sees something and he stands up and he begins to speak. And again, I'll be reading Acts chapter 10, verses 34 and 35 from the NIV. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears Him and does what is right. Those two verses carry a weighty message that is summed up in this declaration, I am welcomed and accepted by God. Will you say that with me? I am welcomed and accepted by God. And I'm going to be talking about the conditional aspect of being able to declare this truthfully in just a few minutes. But I need you to know that if you want this to be true of you, it can be true of you today, just the way you are right now, without any self-improvement strategies, no setting things in order, or jumping through hoops are necessary to be accepted by God. You can say, I am welcomed and accepted by God. Now, when Jesus came to earth, he blew apart the status quo regarding who could enter the kingdom of God. Peter had been one of Jesus's closest friends on earth, and the whole time he followed Jesus, he thought that only Jews could be saved. Now, you can be sure that God didn't want any bias about who he accepted to hold Peter back from sharing the good news about how to get right with God. In fact, Jesus called Peter a rock, and he said, on this rock, I will build my church. If Peter was given the responsibility of building the church, he needed to know who God accepted. And I love how he said in the scripture that I read, I now see how true it is. I have a feeling he had been given some clues along the way, walking with Jesus, following Jesus, and even after as he began to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, like I said, the verses that I read from Acts chapter 10 come from a story about Peter going into the home of a Gentile 
and presenting the gospel. That's something he would never have done if not for a vision that he had just prior to the invitation not to call anything impure that God had made clean. And so when the Gentile named Cornelius and his entire household got saved and received the Holy Spirit, that is when Peter said, I now realize how true it is that God doesn't show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Peter learned two very important lessons at Cornelius's house. And the first one is that God does not show favoritism. God does not show favoritism. The blood of Jesus covers the sin of everyone who believes, no matter who they are, no matter where they came from, no matter what their family believed or didn't believe. But unfortunately, Satan perpetuates the lie that some sins can't be covered. My heart breaks for those who are deceived by the lie that God doesn't accept all who place their faith in Jesus Christ. It's a lie to believe that confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior isn't enough. Now, whether that lie is bent low with shame, saying, I'm not worthy to be saved. I've messed up too much, right? Or if it's puffed up with self-righteous pride that says that person, that sinner is not worthy to be saved. It's a lie. No one that has been accepted by God through Jesus Christ has made too many mistakes. My friend, no one. God does not show favoritism. Oh, how I wish that the church could be more like that. One of the most familiar verses in all of scripture says it best. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's from John 3:16, And the key words where I paused, whoever believes, period. I think this would be a really good time to repeat today's declaration. I am welcomed and accepted by God. Will you say that again? I am welcomed and accepted by God. At Cornelius's house, Peter witnessed firsthand that all who believe in Jesus will have their sins forgiven. And from then on, he was able to build the church on the correct premise that God accepts all people in every nation who fear him and do what is right. Now, that last part, Acts 10, 35, segues really nicely into my next point, which is that God accepts all who fear him and do what is right. Now, to be clear about what Peter meant by do what is right, we need to read a verse from Paul's letter to the Romans. Now, that may very well have been the church to which Cornelius belonged. Romans 3.22 says, We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. In other words, no one can ever be made right with God through works or obedience or upbringing or anything else. God accepts all who place their faith in Jesus, period. 
So my friend, if you have placed your faith in Jesus, then God, who does not show favoritism, accepts you without any conditions or restrictions. So will you believe and speak today's declaration with me again? I am welcomed and accepted by God. Let's pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you sent Jesus so that everyone, anyone, all of us from every nation, from every background, God could come to you through him because of what he did on the cross for us. Lord, thank you that Jesus came to tear down the curtain that separated us from you, but also to tear down that dividing wall that separated Jew from Gentile, nation from nation. Lord, and that being reconciled to you through Jesus, then we can be reconciled one to another. Lord, help us not to judge people who are different from us. Lord God, we know that you welcome and accept everyone who fears you, that means reveres you, honors you, knows that you are God, you are sovereign, and who does what is right. What makes us right is our faith. We're justified by faith alone. And so Father, I pray that we would be as welcoming and as accepting as you are, Lord God, and that we would know that you wash away the sin, Father, wash it clean, that we don't have to have regrets, we don't have to have conditions or shame or anything, that we can come to you just the way we are, knowing, Father, that because of Jesus, we are welcomed and accepted. And so we thank you for that, for that gift and that assurance that we have because of Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining me for Believe and Speak. I will be here again on a Sunday with my Bible Basics. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, it's a wonderful introduction to what the Bible is all about. And then I'll be here again on Wednesday with another declaration for you to speak and to share because your tongue has power. Use it for good.